0: Welcome to Be Alive, a podcast produced by the Young Adult Ministry of the Diocese of St. Augustine.
1: Join us for compelling conversations with young people as they share their stories of faith, prayer, community, and their journey to sainthood.
0: Be engaged.
1: Be inspired.
0: Be empowered.
1: Be alive. Hi, Father Bob. How are you?
0: Good, Caitlin. Good. Good just trying to keep up with everything here.
1: Yeah, you know, I understand that. <laughs> life is just so crazy.
0: It's, it's all, it's, um, people don't realize um, sometimes parish life is, you know, what's evident um, when you come to church. And then there's the uh, rest of the story behind the scenes. And um, yeah, uh, Father Fred, I think he was actually writing a book about it. Although uh, he's, uh, I think he's, he said he was jealous of a couple of the stories that I have here that I, I can't share or I'm unwilling to share at this time, maybe a few years from now. We'll share a few of those stories. So,
1: Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, Well, I'm really excited for our guest today. Uh, Veronica, welcome to the podcast. Would you mind introducing yourself
2: to our listeners? Hi, my name is Veronica Riley. I'm from St. John's, Florida. And back home, my parish is San Juan. I was very involved during youth group at home during high school. I got plugged in with the diocese doing stuff like um, going on Urban Plunge for three years, which I absolutely love (laughs) going on DYC, which this past February Uh is my fourth year. And I've been lucky enough to be able to volunteer when I'm back home on the weekends for the Faith in Action days. And I've been able to kind of plug in with the impact day. Um, Right now I'm down in Lakeland at Florida Southern college. I'm studying nursing and I'm a freshman. That's awesome, Veronica. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: So Veronica, you and I were on a panel at the Diocesan Youth Conference just last month and it was called Beating the Odds. And that panel was because of a statistic that's out there called the Double Dipper where 65% of young people who are involved in at least two parish activities, one being mass, and then the other being youth ministry scouting or something outside of mass, quit attending church within three months of their freshman year of college. And so, I know, yeah,
0: yeah, that, not- that's yeah, say that again, one more time, because I'm not sure that I know when I first heard it, I didn't understand it. I'm not sure our listeners are going to quite follow that so 65% who did attend at least twice a week
1: no so wait well, yes yeah, so yes yeah, so 65% of young people who did attend at least two parish um activities what, one being mass and one being something other than are mm. the ones that quit attending church within 3 months of their freshman year of college so 65% of the people who are already active the ones that That's, we think are in the door yeah, the ones-
0: the ones we think that'll hold on to their faith.
1: Right. And it's scary. I know when I first heard this, especially as a youth minister, it shook me, you know, because it just made me wonder, like, what are we doing wrong? You know, like, why are these uh, young people falling away so quickly? You know, it's not just their third year of college mm-hmm. or something. It's it's three months into their freshman year.
0: It's like before the end of first semester almost, right?
1: Yeah, basically. But there is hope. We got people like Veronica who yes. did beat the odds. And so, Veronica, how do you think you've managed to beat the odds You're in your second semester of your freshman year now and you seem to be going strong? So <laughs> can you share with us like what your experience has been?
2: Yeah, but sixty five is definitely a very high number. Yeah, it's concerning that it's that high because I was one of the I would be a part of that statistic if I hadn't continued in college because I, I mean I was involved with youth ministry like very often going to the meetings going to church so like for me I was like that was my normal was doing that kind of stuff like I couldn't imagine coming to college and like losing that not going to church anymore but I know it's definitely a hard college is definitely hard there's a lot of different things being thrown at you different people who with different beliefs and stuff that are being thrown at you and right trying to figure out if you want to go and join that or if you want to stick true to what you know and mm-hmm. something I feel like for me that has definitely helped me not become part of that 65% is coming into college, like knowing who I am and what I believe. And instead of trying to get like validation and fitting in necessarily with the Mm -hmm. groups on campus that are doing Mm -hmm. things that I'm not comfortable with or stuff that I don't want to be involved in, knowing who I am in God's eyes and who I am called to be has definitely helped me because if I didn't know originally who I was, it'd be so easy to come into college and seek out the different groups and right. see what they want to, who, who they think you are. And I, that's definitely something that has been helpful is just coming into college, knowing my faith and knowing that even before I came here, that I, no matter what school I came to, that I didn't want to let it change who I am.
1: Right. And I think you okay. said
2: something really
1: critical there, that you not only knew your faith, but you knew yourself. I think that that's a big thing that we're seeing in the culture now where people don't know who they are. And so they seek their identity and all of these other things, and they start to get confused. And it's very easy to fall away from what you know is true and what you know is good for you, because it's this loss of identity that we're seeing in our culture. But what do you think has been the most challenging thing since you've started college and trying to live out your faith?
2: Definitely all of the things that the world is telling you because I just in our society in general, but especially as a college student, like going to church, going to Bible study, mm-hmm. having like real serious conversations that are meaningful are obvious like often looked down upon and like thought of as weird. And you can be labeled as like, you know, something that you're not just because you go to church and it's definitely hard like to have the world be telling you so many different things, but for me, I know like standing strong is something that mattered more to me than like what my classmates or what like friends were gonna say about if I went to church. Like, I've gone to church every Sunday since I've come to school because it's important mm-hmm. to me. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: if nobody comes with me, nobody like if somebody wants to say something about me going to church, like it won't affect me. I can share with them more about like why I go to church if they want if they're listen open to listening to me. And so it's definitely a struggle. Is like it's not the popular thing anymore because like if you come i came from like a private school growing up and then went to public public school Mm -hmm. it was a big shift of like it's not normal to like you're now weird or Mm -hmm. like you're like different you're not like because in private school and in catholic school you're that's everyone everyone there is either catholic or their parents are switching into the faith like Mm -hmm. deciding to put their kids in into catholic school but definitely in like especially a public university it's not or not a christian affiliated university or anything like that it's mm-hmm. definitely more common for people to not be of faith or to like not even want to talk about it not go to church ever or they used to go to church and now they're deciding not to because everyone else is or mm-hmm. stuff like that
0: but but you're fine and i guess that that i mean doing the right thing is always the right thing to do right
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and if it's less popular it's not less right it's not less true it's just less popular
2: One of the friends I had met here in the beginning of the year, um, we were pretty close in the beginning and we were like doing everything together. And then she started to hang out with like a different group of people that would go out and they would go to clubs. They'd come back wasted. They wouldn't remember anything. And Mm. one night she was telling me about how she, she didn't know who she was anymore and that she really wanted to stop and she didn't want to go anymore, but she was afraid that her like quote unquote friends that she had made who she was going to party with wouldn't invite her anymore. Mm. And it was just hard to hear that. Cause I was like in my back of my head, I was like, well, then don't go like, they're not your friends, but right. she felt the need to like go just so she would like fit in with them or like to be invited again. But I was talking with her and I was like, if they're not going to invite you back and they're not going to, they're making you do stuff you don't want to do. Are they really your friends? Yeah. And it's definitely hard because if you come to a college, like I came to Florida Southern knowing, no, like, I didn't know anyone. It's definitely hard because you want to find a group, but for her, she was like, sucked into the group that she didn't want to be a part of yet felt she couldn't leave because she wanted to be a part of something Mm -hmm. so that is definitely hard it's hard to see that happen to someone you know and it's also hard to like for her to be going through that but it's just important to like know what you what you want out of college and what kind of friends you want and what activities you want to be spending your weekends doing and for some people it's not they don't know that and they're trying to figure it out but they can seek out the wrong things just because Yes, majority of the campus is doing it. That, yeah. that's,
0: that's something that always really frightens me uh, as a priest is when I see people that are willing to compromise their values and their principles mm-hmm. for the sake of affirmation. I mean, those people can really, really be taken advantage of, mm-hmm. really be taken advantage of. And it's kind of scary.
1: Yeah, And like you mentioned, you know, your friend at the end of the day, you know, we're all made for community. And so like what she's experiencing is very natural. It's part of who we are. We're not made to live alone. We're not made to walk this life alone and pursue God alone, but seeking the right kind of community, Mm -hmm. Um, people who are gonna lift us up and make us better people, not people that are gonna bring us down. Do you think that you've been able to find like a good solid community at the school that you're at or has it been kind of challenging?
2: I feel like now being in my second semester, I have, I I mean, just as in the past couple of weeks, I'm starting to realize all the people that God has put in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I was sitting and thinking about the other day, I was like, in the beginning of the semester, I kept calling my mom and I was like, I haven't found my people. Like, I don't feel like I have any friends that are really going to be there for me. Like I had friends that would go to dinner with me, but we wouldn't like nobody checked in to see how you're doing or like, just have Um, like conversations. It was always like, what's the drama going on and stuff like that. But um, so coming to campus, um, not knowing anyone, I was definitely seeking out a group of people that were gonna be there for me. Mm-hmm. And before I came to campus, I was told I'd met a girl who was the president of the Catholic group and she had talked about how the Catholic group was like very active and they had a lot of members and they were doing stuff quite often and like had a good community. But then when I came to campus, um, I had realized that she was a senior who had just graduated. So like there was no president anymore. And it was just like some members that were stuck behind. No one wanted to like step up Mm -hmm. and take take action and to start the club back up again. So I came to campus like kind of expecting that to be there. And then when I came here, it wasn't. So like I definitely struggled in that area of because I expected it. Like had I not thought that was going to be here, then I it was a big pull for me to come to Florida Southern was knowing that there was going to be a Catholic group on campus. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But in the beginning, I definitely struggled with. Maybe I should leave Florida Southern. Maybe I shouldn't stay here because there's not a Catholic group on campus. But I was able to find some other groups on campus that are like Christian-based groups that have lately Bible studies. They do fellowship and just spend time in community and praying and just in the Word. And that has definitely helped me. But also in the beginning, it was hard to like figure out what kind of group you want to hang out with because there's definitely a lot of different groups on campus and. Um, it definitely helped. We have like this blast off event where they go over all the clubs and like any Christian club there was, I was like writing my name down, putting my email, like wanting to get plugged in. Mm -hmm. And through that, I have met some of like my best friends now on campus. We have a ministry on campus called Sandwich Ministries, where we'll like get together and we'll make um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then we'll go out and give it to the homeless people down in one park in Lakeland and share the word with them and get to hear like their life story, and just, like, be that one-on-one, like, person, like, at their level, don't look, like, don't look down on them just because of the situations and the things that they've done, Mm -hmm. and I met one of my, uh, one of my best friends through that, and she's now going to be my roommate next year, which is, which is super exciting to have, because I I was expecting, I was like, okay, God has called me to this campus, he has set everything up perfectly for me to come here, I'm going to have this Catholic group, and then I don't, right, and it's definitely been, the area where I feel like he's challenging me he's not like it's not a negative thing that it's not here it's something that maybe one day in the future like I can help to start up and start the Catholic group up and get people who are involved and want to get more involved with stuff like that mm-hmm. so it was definitely a challenge but the more I've been here and the more people I'm meeting and the different clubs I joined I'm meeting people that are becoming my core group of people mm-hmm. that support me like reach out to me talk to me all the time and just we're there for each other and we're able to challenge each other to like walk on this journey in college that God's calling us to and not the one of the world. That's awesome. I feel like that's been, that's great. Very helpful is to seek out the right people and not the wrong people.
0: Right. Oh, very good.
1: Yeah. My, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Father Bob.
0: No, I was going to ask, I was going to ask Veronica, um, you know, so, so your experience has been, has been this, um, but for other young people that might be listening in, You know, what would you suggest to them, um, particularly maybe middle schoolers or high schoolers even, you know, how should how should they prepare for, you know, a transition like what you've undergone and and how can they fuel their faith now so they can stay true to it through teenage years and and really grow in it um, before they go off to college.
2: I think it's important to set that foundation before you come To a whole new place because right now, if you're in middle school, if you're in high school, you're at home, and you're mm-hmm. with like you're in your safe community where you know everyone, like you have your family there to support you. And I know for me, going to youth group and going to church, and I like would altar serve. I would be a eucharistic minister, and all of that stuff. Like I was mm-hmm. able to learn more about the church and more about my faith and what it meant to me, and not what it meant to because I I had some friends growing up where their parents would like force them to go to youth group, which will happen, mm-hmm. but. For me, I loved, like, I wanted to go. So even if you are in that boat of, like, my mom told me to go, go into it with an open mind because there's so much more there than just, like, something your mom was making you go to because it's just, those are the places where you're going to find the people who are like-minded as you and are going to want to, if you have questions, they're going to answer, they're going to help you to mm-hmm. learn more about what it is and why, like, what we do as Catholics and what we're called to live like. And I think it's very important that while you're home to like soak up all that time, being home with like Mm. people you can trust and like having your youth minister. And because when you go to college, it's gonna be a bunch of people that you don't know necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like you might go unknowing a few people, but people change when they go to college. So like you might be stuck into a place where you don't know anyone and it's completely different than what you're used to because you're used to your safe little bubble at home (laughs) of Mm. this. These are the people I'm around all the time. Like they know me you come to college and most people don't know you at all. So you wanna be able to portray like who you really are and not like what the world is gonna like, what you should be in our our today's society of just living in the world right now where everything is just so crazy. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I would like encourage you to spend that time just learning more if you have questions, now's the time to ask because you have so many people around you who are just willing to listen and wanna talk with you and help you.
1: I love that because, yeah, if we rooted all of our faith in one thing, like community or a certain person or certain um, chapel that we go and pray to or whatever, like these external things. It's so easy to fall away from our faith because it's not rooted in the truth and it's not rooted in, you know, the Eucharist and the sacraments and these things that are never going to change because like if you had put all of your faith and everything in your youth group and the friends you had mm-hmm. at youth group and your whole faith was rooted in that, it's so easy. No wonder people are falling, you know, and quit yeah. going to church 3 months into their freshman year of college because their community is not there anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. it's definitely very hard yeah mm-hmm. before like last year or I guess it was two years ago before COVID hit my campus would have like mass on campus in one of the chapels but yes. since COVID they shut that down and it hasn't come back because there's mm-hmm. not like anyone to take charge of like the president of our club doesn't want to like have the time to bring it back so I know it was definitely hard because there's like three Catholic churches in the area that like I'm around and the first time I went to I just felt like very disconnected it was like you could tell it was a very close-knit community so I like had went to another Catholic church like which is pretty close to the school and it's still different because I'm used to being back home at San Juan where there's a bunch of youth and people I know and like Mm -hmm. but the one I think one of the really cool things about being Catholic is that consistency like you're going to go to church and you're going to go to mass and it's going to be the same like at home versus like being here in Lakeland like you have that consistency, which I think is amazing because while there's not the same people, there's the same, like, you know, there's the same order of mass and it's the same message is being like the same passage as being read at home. That's being read now when I'm here in Lakeland, like when I'm not with my family going to church, I'm here going to church. And it's still like, you can still connect at that level with every Catholic person that you're going to yeah. meet. Yeah. And, perks of the universal church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool. Because I know a couple of my friends that who aren't Catholic and they come down, they come to Lakeland and they're like, oh, well, like the churches here are not the same because they're from a non-denominational church. That anyone you drive to is going to be completely different. Like if you drive from one that's like five minutes away to another one, it's going to be different. Like it's not going to have that consistency that Catholic churches have. So like that's another thing that I had never thought about before. But like coming to college, I was like, the consistency is really good to have that.
1: Yeah. And
2: it would be so hard to fall apart if. You're trying to find a new place that's going to be completely different than anywhere else, but it will feel different because there's different people. But at the core of it, we all believe in the same thing. So we have the same values and we have we know the same things, which is really cool.
0: So so Veronica, what about um people that maybe have fallen into this statistic and have stopped mm-hmm. attending church? You know, what advice would you give to them?
2: I would say to definitely not hold back to reach out to the people in your area and to reach out to maybe friends you used to go to youth group with, even if they're still struggling, you can come and talk to them about like what you're going through. I would just encourage you to not stay in that place of like loneliness and to like come back to the Mm. church because although it might, it depends on how long you've been out. It does not matter if you've been away from the church for a week or a year, Mm. it's still, you're still going to be loved when you come back and. Amen. (laughs) Sooner rather than later, come back Mm. to the church because there's so much more that you're, you're missing out on if you're not going to church and you're not going to youth group or anything like just I would encourage you to not hold back and to reach out because there's so many people in your area that are going to be there for you that if you don't come back you're not going to get to hear or to know them.
1: Right? It's like the prodigal son, you know. It's like <laughs> we can we can never be too far gone. Mm-hmm you know, not only is Jesus going to welcome us back in, but your community is too. And there's, yeah, it's never too late for anyone, no matter what you've done, no matter how long it's been. I like that.
2: Don't forget that, like, because it's very easy if you come to school and you're not, like, if you're, even if you're just in high school and you're deciding to not go to, or not engage in mass and stuff like that, there's so much beauty within the church that it's so important to have and to not be, like, not missing out, but to not be there for. Right. And it can definitely mm-hmm. seem scary to like want to reach out and be like, okay, I'm not, I haven't been going to church. No one's going to judge you. Like, Mm-mm. they're just going to encourage you. Maybe you can get a ride from someone to Mass or go with a friend to youth group so you feel like you can get to know people. Just very important to not feel like you can't reach out. You just want to definitely be able to reach out, I think is very important and get plugged back in or have conversations and just ask those questions you have that maybe pushed you away for a little bit because. Yeah there's so many people willing, like youth, having youth ministers, priests, we have a big community of people in the Catholic church that are going to mm-hmm. answer your questions and they're going to want to help you.
0: Very good.
1: No, that's great. You inspire me, Veronica. I think that you are a Testament that you not only have kept with your faith and you've kept pursuing God, but you've managed to overcome some challenges in that too. It wasn't necessarily easy for you going into college and Yeah, it just shows your perseverance and that you you know what you believe in. It's very inspiring. (laughs) So each week we ask our guests to give a weekly challenge to our listeners. So what would your challenge be?
2: The challenge would be to stick with it because it's so worth it. And say you are that person who has fallen out. I challenge you to reach out and say that you aren't the person that you haven't fallen away from Mm -hmm. Going to church, reach out to someone that you think may have or you know has fallen apart, fallen away from the church because they might be scared to reach out. So if you're in the place of you're strong in your faith, reach out to the people around you that you know aren't or who are struggling because that can change their life for them. And that can help you to grow and to change your life, too, by just reach out to people like be that light to others. Awesome. Excellent.
0: Very good. Thank you, Veronica. Um,
2: Thank
1: you. Father Bob, are you going to close us out in prayer? Yes,
0: in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for the sacrifice that you've made for us and the way that you've shown us. Um, We know that you drew a community of disciples around you, and that you traveled with them throughout the countryside. We ask you to help us all to find our own Catholic communities that we need to be part of and to find our own place in those communities. We ask you also to treasure ever more within our heart, the gift of our Catholic faith, the truth that is the Catholic faith, and to know that whether it is popular or not, that it is still the truth, a truth to which we should always cling with great confidence, We give you thanks for the gift of yourself and the Eucharist, your body and blood, soul, and divinity. We ask you to help us to treasure this above all else in our Catholic faith, and that is always in receiving that great gift that you have given us of yourself, that we may become ever more conformed to that which we receive, to become more conformed to your heart, to you and to your sacred heart, in the model of the Blessed Mother and her Immaculate Heart, And we ask all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Well, thank Thank you you. so much, Veronica. It was so great having you on. Thank you, guys. I wish you the best. I know finals are probably approaching, so best of luck. (laughs) Thank you.
2: (laughs) It's very busy right now.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you back in the diocese. Yes.
2: I just um actually signed up for the pilgrimage to Colorado. That oh, I nice. think it's like out of UNF, like I guess the Catholic campus ministry through that. So I'm excited yeah. I'll get to get plugged in again. So I'm really I just signed up. Excellent. Like, that's yeah, amazing. amazing how I
1: signed up. So oh, very good. Well that's great. Yeah, my sister's actually going on that too. Oh so. really? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much again, and thank you to all of our listeners. We'll catch you all next time. Thank you for listening to Be Alive.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a review or share with a friend.
1: Also, make sure to follow the Diocese of St. Augustine on all social media platforms to hear about the wonderful things happening in our community.